Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 699. If you'd like to have a copy of it, it's free. We'll ship it to you, postage free also. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. We'll send it to you. I have a strong message from the Word of God. Got uh, songs. And I've got uh, some letters uh, for you. But right now, let's pray. Father, I thank and praise your name, Lord, that you are in the heavens and that uh, you're all over the entire universe. You're everywhere. And you're so alive that it's just astounding to me. Always has been since the time you first talked to me in the uh, office. Uh, that I was sure it was you. I was positive it was you. And I just love the way you talk to me today. I pray that you talk to me and through me uh, and that everyone will listen very closely because these are scriptures today that are not uh, too well understood by people in the world. So I pray that you'll open their hearts, their spirits, their minds to receive your word uh, into them. I preach your word, Father. There's uh, nothing more profound or more important in the entire world but your word. No one can come into the kingdom of heaven. You're the wisdom of God, Jesus, because there's no other wisdom among men. There's no other way. There's no other uh, among men. There's no other truth among men than your word for instructions, for the actual power within the word to cause us to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven. I pray that you'll bind Satan as we bind him with your word on this earth. Preaching your word is actually binding Satan. Uh, Teaching your word is binding Satan. Uh, He's a deceiver. He hates for your word to be taught And he hates for it to be preached because it exposes him and it binds him. And it, um, Lord, so I pray that you will take over this program. Use me as a dispensing uh, person to dispense your word into the hearts of all those listening. Lord, uh, close doors for Satan and open great and mighty doors for us in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right. Um, this is uh, one of the finest orchestra leaders, uh, I think, in the world regarding um, Christian music. And here is Ralph Carmichael and his orchestra to play for you. Reach out to Jesus. And that's what you're doing by listening to this program.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the book of Hebrews. Um, the book of Hebrews. Such a wonderful book. It is um, the Hall of Faith. And we were uh, in the, what was it? Sixth. Chapter six. Wow. All right, in verse, I'm going back to verse 11, where it says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence. Is that right? To the full assurance of hope. Well, what does that mean? That means you want full assurance that you're going to heaven then you have to be diligent. If you want to keep a job out in the world, you have to be diligent. Unless you, you know, somebody is weak and they don't run business according to the way that it should be ran. Verse 11, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full so that you can have the full assurance of hope unto the end. That it's, uh, you know, that you are not up one day in the spirit and then down the next day. Because you don't have any assurance then. Uh, or hope that you're going to be saved to the end. Because the Bible says that those that continue in the Holy Spirit to the end are the ones that are going to be saved. So verse 12 says that ye be not slothful. You know, there's a lot of people that are so slothful that call themselves Christians that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God, which is the kingdom of heaven and all the other uh, promises of the commonwealth of God. We uh, supposedly, we live under a dictatorship here on earth. They call it, uh, uh, that, that it's a democracy, but it's a dictatorship. And the Pope is a dictator and his henchmen. I just read a situation where they said that they are, uh, you know, not trying to convert the Jews, but they uh, are praying for them. Uh, you know, I am not an evil person. I really am not. And, but it's for sure everyone that the Pope and the Catholic cult has prayed for, for instance, the Titanic, and it went down. Robert Kennedy, uh, he went down. His brother before him went down. Jack Kennedy. Uh, they prayed, for, uh, the Vatican prayed for these people. And so Jews, be careful, because they say they're praying for you, but really they hold black Sabbaths for you. And I, uh, Alberto Rivera, who was a fairly good, from a very good friend of mine before he uh, died, he um, told me, they're holding black Sabbaths for you, Tony, so make sure that you get everybody in your church to not be slothful, but pray for you that God will in camp, angels surrounding about you because we're living, uh, and I know this to be true, because we're living in an actual, real, bona fide war 
between God's people and or God and Satan. And there's a lot of people that call themselves God's people and they are not because they are slothful. And the Bible commands the command, be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith. Uh, and you can see in the Bible who the ones were that had faith and stood to the very end of them who through faith and patience uh, inherit inherited the promises. So for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, God did. Verse 14, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee. Well, you know, we hear so many people saying, Bless you, bless you, bless you. Their blessings don't mean uh, not anything if they're not saved. Uh, it's just a, a phrase that they've coined to make people believe that they're Christians and that they're okay, or like they say, have a good day, uh, be good now, and all this sort of thing. They don't really mean it. Or how you doing? Well, if you sit down and start telling, well, my toe aches, and then I've got, you know, I... Uh, put my back out of place the other and they, they don't even want to know you anymore if you start answering them so it's like a phrase that's coined but not when the lord says it so when he says surely blessing absolutely blessing i will bless thee and multiplying i will multiply thee well, what is a blessing from the Lord? Well, I read to you a lot of blessings, and he will also curse you. And some of the curses, well, we got into that, but I did all the blessings. Uh, cursing is, uh, thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Anybody know anything like that out there today? Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. A lot of people have bought houses, but they're not dwelling in there anymore. And a bunch of cruel people are saying, uh, come to the auction and take advantage of these people that bought the house and now they can't afford the payments. And so they are uh, uh, going to live in it and they're going to get it for pennies on the dollar. Thou shalt plant a vineyard and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. So those are some of the, and these are curses. When God says he curse you, believe you me, uh, the, thine ox or their, your business or your property shall be, um, or your livestock shall be slain before your eyes and you shall not eat thereof. Thine a donkey shall be violently taken away. This is like your automobile today from before your very face and shall not be restored to thee. It will not be given back to you. Thy sheep shall be given unto your enemies and thou shalt have none to rescue them.
Oh, it just goes on and on. So um, when the Lord blesses you, though, it's the exact opposite. No one will be able to take your car. Nobody will be able to take your property. No one will be able to take your livestock. No one will be, but your livestock will multiply. He's saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee. And multiplying, I will multiply your sheep and your business and whatever that you have. Verse 15, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Well, but if he wouldn't have patiently endured, if he didn't have the virtue of patience in him, would he have made it? Uh, would he have obtained the promise? No, because the Lord wants longevity. He wants people that patiently continue on, believing that God, when he says something, because there's uh, two immutable things about God. One is that he can't lie. And uh, another one is he he can't lie, so he's going to tell the truth. He's telling you the truth here. You don't believe it because you uh, just don't have faith. You don't have faith because you don't read the word. And when you read it, it's not mixed with faith. Because these words are so true. I know when I really started believing the word of God and began enduring, I, I obtained many promises. Verse 16, for men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. We won't argue anymore now because uh, you swore uh, on your mother or your son or your daughter's head. And you know that you're going to be cursed if you don't keep your promise here. Verse 17, wherein God willing uh, more abundantly to show unto uh, the heirs of promise. Well, who are the heirs of promise? The ones that continue to the end, serving the Lord, believing God. The immutability of his counsel. Uh, they show unto their, uh, the heirs of promise the immutability of God's counsel. Wherein God willing, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the, um, the immutability of his counsel. He, God, wants so much to bless everyone, but he first wants to see us uh, do what he said. And he says, deny yourself, turn your back on the world, totally give it up and have confidence in me. And it's confirmed. He confirmed it by an oath. Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. It's impossible. Just like this song, it's impossible for a baby not to cry. It's just impossible for God to lie. It's totally impossible. It's impossible 
for our Lord and Savior to lie. It's just impossible. See? We might have a strong, it's impossible for him, for God to lie. Uh, we might have a strong consolation. Oh, he said this, and therefore it's true, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. We flee to refuge. The Lord is our refuge. We can go in him. He's much better than a bomb shelter or a storm shelter. We rush into him, and he said that he will protect us. He uh, will be our God. But there's so many people that are not doing that, and they're being slaughtered. And people are saying, what kind of a God is he that he will not break his promise? In other words, he says, I, it's impossible for me to lie. And so my, I tell you that you're going to be blessed if you keep my word and you trust in me. Uh, if you, uh, I want you to have a strong confidence, a strong consolation. For those who have fled for refuge to lay hold, that way we can lay hold upon the hope set before us. Well, what, how can we have hope? Because it's impossible for God to lie. It's absolutely impossible. Get that into your thick skulls, your craniums, that God can't lie. So that is the great hope that's set before us. Now he says, if you just continue on, through every storm. Hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark because it's impossible for God to lie. Well, if they foreclose on your house and you're trusting Lord, the Lord, you must have done something uh, wrong or possibly the Lord just doesn't want you to have that house. I remember when the Lord allowed the federal government, which is actually the Roman Catholic canon law, to march into our store in Nashville and to take all of our properties. Big church, a huge church on Music Row, he took it, took all of our properties in Alma and Dyer, and also in Fort Smith, took every single one of them. And I just figured... God, uh, in the beginning, uh, he uh, he brought me into the world naked, and he uh, I'm going out of the world naked. The Lord gave, and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I patiently took that. And you know something? I was extremely relieved that I didn't have to uh, run that store anymore and to pay all those uh, payments on the properties anymore. A lot of them were paid off. They took a, a farm that we had. It was like a hog farm that was sort of given to us. I didn't really want it, but the boys wanted it. And a judge in Fort Smith, Andy Edwards, called me up on the phone one morning and told me, uh, Tony, and I says, what? He says, this is Andy. And I says, what's the matter, Andy? He says, 
somebody stole all my hogs. And I thought, what hogs? I didn't know you had hogs. And he says, yeah, I've got this big hog farm. He says, you've got a lot of people, Tony, that could uh, watch over it and run it. I can't. I'm busy with my law firm and uh, I'm a judge. and I just can't. And I said, well, Andy, he says, See, all you got to do is take over the payments. He said, I put $300,000 into it with new equipment, new silos, new feeders and everything. And there's, I forget, two or three feeder barns that hold a thousand hogs each. You buy these 50 pound pigs. Of course, I'm kosher and I, I don't, you know, eat hog meat because the Lord said not to, but, um, you know, people eat it. <laughs> and, um, I said, well, let me ask the boys if they want to run a hog farm and then I'll get back to you. So I did and they wanted to. So I called them and said, uh, you know, we'll take it then. All right. But the federal government even took that hog farm and they took our restaurant and they took uh, everything that we had except um, some property that we had in Los Angeles. Well, anyway, uh, I was so relieved when that happened. And so don't think that God is punishing you. He ch chastens them that he loves. My mind was too much, and he wants our mind completely on him. And uh, to do the gospel, that's my career, is to serve the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so he took that uh, that stuff, and now I'm uh, at peace with the Lord. I'm glad I don't have to manufacture clothing anymore. I'm glad. I'm just praising the Lord that I don't have to buy product anymore to keep inventories, to do all the, the taxes and to all the stuff that goes with business. And so uh, that's a promise he would, uh, as, uh, he says before us, that he'll make us to where he'll give us what we need. And that's what I needed, I wanted. I praised and thanked the Lord when he took it away. I was uh, uh, dating a, a movie star, one of the biggest movie stars today. And uh, she seemed so sweet back then. And she was so pure. This is after Susie died. And uh, the Lord, uh, I prayed, Lord, if this isn't of you, uh, don't. We went out every day. Pamela Anderson. And um, we just go, and people just loved her. I mean, they just loved the way she looked and loved the way she acted. And her sister was with her. They'd come down from Canada, and they'd spend a lot of time in the store. And somebody in uh, the place uh, in Nashville, uh, it's called the Stockyard. It's a place, you know, where you go get food. They told her that I was a cult leader. And folks, for sure, I will not lie to you. I am no cult leader. Uh, the government uh, likes to say that because they want to put an end to every Christian work. They want to take our children away from us. They want to do all these things. And so she wrote me a sweet little note, and I was praying God take her away. And he did, and I thank and praise the Lord because the way I see that she is today, I would never have anything to do with her. She was the, she's an actress and she was putting on a show. All right. So upon the hope 
set before us. Oh, God, I'm so glad that God has taken the things out of my life. Oh, because uh, I have no life except Christ, the living God, Christ. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Well, before we have this hope, our souls are moved and we get depressed some days and all of a sudden uh, we uh, a lot of people go get themselves some uh, liquor and they get drunk. Uh, they get drugs. They're walking around in drugs. Uh, they take jobs like prostitutes and pimps and all sorts of things like this. But when we have um, promise that we believe God cannot lie, it's impossible. And we believe that which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Well, the soul is rebellious. The spirit is, uh, you know, God is the spirit. And those that worship him must worship him with their spirit, not the soul, with their spirit. And in truth, because his word is true. Anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Absolutely sure I knew with those God took those things away from me and our house. So what a beautiful house we had on three acres out there and they took it away. And this beautiful church um, that the very famous man was the pastor of, uh, his son was uh, Tennessee Williams. I get it. That was it, right? Tennessee Williams. And we bought that church, and they took that and made a recording studio out of it. Beautiful church. But I just said, God gave, he took it away, blessed be the name of the Lord. He's got something bigger and better and more wonderful and more godly for me. Didn't want it. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure, absolutely sure, uh, absolutely sure God can't lie and steadfast so the trouble hits today I'm steadfast uh, the money doesn't come in I'm steadfast I know in whom I have believed and I am sure I'm absolutely steadfast and sure sure and steadfast and which entereth into that within the veil well, I enter in, before, there's a veil that was before the temple of God in the Old Testament. That's why it's important. And when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was rent, rent down the middle. It, uh, that was the end of the Levitical priesthood. Absolutely. And now the veil is our flesh. Uh, we are uh, able to go through our flesh via our spirit up in, into the most holy place in heaven. And the Lord was able to come into us through this flesh and dwell within us. And so therefore, you can't get any closer to God than that. He said, we are his temple. Uh, in my father's house are many temples. My father lives in many people, many humans. If it were not so, I cannot lie. I wouldn't have told you. 
So all you people in the world are capable of receiving the promise of God that he cannot lie. It's impossible. It's impossible for our living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to lie. And you can trust him. It's an anchor to your soul. And God makes you very steadfast so that you don't have to get uh, depressed uh, if something happens because you know that everything is of the Lord. He might be putting it through a test. They took over, you know, over a period of about 35, 30 years, 35 years, uh, they, we accumulated property that now is worth over a couple of hundred million dollars. They took it all. And it doesn't bother me a bit. I, before God, I tell you, I am glad, very happy to uh, be free of it. Now, we have property today, and uh, if we, uh, the Lord gave us better property, he took everything away from Job, his children even, and uh, his all of his livestock, everything that he had. And then when he went through it, he trusted God. He says, though he slay me, I'll trust him. Because he, uh, he says, uh, uh, the Bible says that it's, uh, he is his word, and which hope we have in his word, and faith in his word, is an anchor of the soul, both sure, absolutely positive, and steadfast. Now, people that have been um, abusing or uh, us uh, by saying all kinds of fallacy about us, uh, the Lord will forgive you if you uh, repent. And we have to be steadfast in that because it's a promise from God to uh, love our enemies. That means to preach the gospel to them and keep the commandments. Uh, a woman on television that lives in that area where we are, she says, I don't know about them. They, uh, you know, keep to themselves. Is that a problem? Uh, yes, we keep to ourselves there because they fired guns at us, and they say that it would be better if our children were burnt up or if they would murder them than to be with us. Now, can you imagine that kind of reasoning? That it's better for children to be dead and slaughtered and burned than to be in a Christian work. You know, people are possessed with the devil. And they need to repent. Because God's not going to let you do that to us. You attempt it and he'll kill you. And that's a promise also from the Lord. And you don't want to believe that? Well, then just try and which entereth into that within the veil. So we uh, can, the Bible says that we can go boldly before the throne of God. In the Old Testament, it shows that the priests, the Levitical priesthood, only the high priest could go into the uh, most holy place in there, and no one else could. But now... But Christ is in us. Christ was shown to be Melchizedek. This uh, never before had there been a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, which means 
the prince of peace, the king of Salem, the, the king of peace. And so therefore, uh, the Lord was shown, the Lord Jesus was shown to be uh, helping people in the Old Testament. He went into the fiery furnace with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that there was four in there, and the other one was the Son of Man, which is Christ. And he was also Melchizedek, which the uh, Le- Levitical priesthood ended, and uh, Christ became the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Uh, he has no beginning, he has no ending. He was uncreated, he's never going to die again. And therefore, uh, we can go up before him now because his spirit is in us. God, the, uh, the, Jesus is in us with his Father by the Spirit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are in those of us that are born again of the Spirit. And Jesus said, you must be born again of the Spirit because we were born once and that you know, we sinned like crazy. And we come short of the glory of God. So therefore, we had to be born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, so that we can approach, uh, uh, get in within the veil, and uh, enter into the throne of God within the veil. We can go in there. Uh, we're priests now and kings. Uh, after the order of Melchizedek, Jesus is the uh, king of peace. Well, it didn't show a woman that we pray to or give tithes to. It was Christ, a man. And he is the only mediator between God and man. And so if you're worshiping in uh, a cult, which you call a church, and they're preaching that you should pray to some woman or any other man other than Christ, who is the high priest now after the order of Melchizedek, and we have to pray to God through him, because God acknowledges only him and those that are in him. If you're in some other uh, religion, uh, the Lord uh, will not pay attention to you whatsoever. And so this is written in the Bible, and it's impossible for God to lie. Now, verse 20. Whether the forerunner is for us, entered even Jesus, made in high priest forever. Well, there's only one person that is a high priest, and that's Jesus. So why would anyone pray to Mary? She's not a high priest forever. She's not even a priest. She's dead. Her spirit is in heaven. Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Praise the Lord. Now chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, a priest of the Most High God, king of Salem, is uh, the king of peace. Ah, uh, uh, who met Abraham. Back in the Old Testament, before Christ was born in the flesh, before he came into the world as a man. He uh, returning, Abraham was returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed 
Melchizedek, in other words, Jesus, back in the Old Testament. So Jesus was preached in the Old Testament. Amen. Amen. Verse 2, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of everything that he had. First being by interpretation, king of righteousness, a king of peace, king of righteousness, uh, and after that also king of Salem, which is the king of peace. King of peace between you and God. People that are not born again, the wrath of God is on you. And if you're not being blessed, well, then you can figure out from these scriptures alone. Why? Because you don't believe on the Almighty God that is uh, who um, his virtue is that it is impossible for him to lie. And so he's giving you and myself the only route into the kingdom of God, the only way. The only truth, the only uh, truth, the life, and the only way, truth and life. I am the truth. Well, what is the way? I am the way, Jesus said. Who is the truth? Well, the Bible plainly says he's the truth. He can't lie. It's impossible. Verse 3, without father, he didn't have a father. He was without a mother, without descent having neither beginning of days nor end of life. It's impossible now for God to die. It's impossible for Christ to die again. He died once for our sins, and that's it. Either you receive his life and his blood, uh, because, and then if you do, and then you go back into sin, he's not going to die again for you. It's impossible for him to die now. Behold, I am he who is dead, he says, in the book of Revelation. And behold, look, I am alive forevermore. And it's impossible for me to lie. I'm alive forevermore. Forevermore. Uh, there's no ending of me. I'm everywhere. I know everything you're thinking. I know everything you're doing. I know everything that you're planning in your hearts. And most of you, your wicked hearts, our hearts are deceitful, wicked beyond measure. So we need to have a new heart, and the Lord promises that in his word, in the Old Testament and new. So without father, without mother, he is the uncreated God. He was there from the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he became flesh and lived in us and uh, with us, among us. And then he kept all the commandments because he showed us. He was just like us, made of bone, flesh, and blood, human blood. And then he died on the cross after for our sins to shed his blood so that we could have a detergent strong enough to take the wicked sins that we've committed away from us. And then he wants to fill us with his words so that we know that we must continue to the end. Now this God that told us that is not lying to us. It's impossible for him to lie. 
without descent having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God. He lives or abides a priest continually. Verse 4. Now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Even Abraham, who was the father of faith, gave this man, Melchizedek, tithes and offerings. The tenth part, verse 5, And verily, I mean surely, they that are of the sons of Levi, this was the earthly priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, who received the office of the priesthood have a commandment uh, to take tithes of the people according. They are commanded to take tithes of all you people out there to the law according to the law that is of their brethren. So those uh, that are Christians, you're supposed to give tithes and offering. It's the law! And we get the very few tithes and offerings. So it shows that everybody's deceived. They're breaking the law. And I don't ever uh, hit on you folks out there for funds, but you're breaking the law if you don't. If I'm feeding you the word of God and you're uh, disregarding it, so that we are, it's impossible for, it would be impossible for us to stay on the air. If the Lord didn't want us to be on the air, we will be off the air and you will not be fed any longer. Unless God comes up with another way to feed you or somebody else. So, um, it's a, it was a, a, there was a commandment. It's a commandment to take tithes in of the people according to the law. Young man, do you believe in the law? If you do, well then sit down and do what the Lord tells you to do or stand up and to, uh, do what he says to do. That is of their brethren. Not, to, you know, we're not to uh, muscle people out of the world because they're not of the Lord anyway. Though they come out of the loins of Abraham, this is the Jews. The Jews have to give tithes and offerings here. Or uh, now the we Jews uh, are converted to Christianity, and we have to still give tithes and offerings unto the Christian church. Now Catholics are not Christians, and you're giving money to them when, in fact, they're receiving all the money from the Internal Revenue Service. And they're spending it on not the hungry and the poor, but they're rebuilding areas that they bombed, which they were not told by God to bomb these areas, but they're rebuilding all these areas and giving our wealth to these people. Uh, so we shouldn't have bombed them in the first place. There were no weapons of mass destruction. We started that war. And look at the way God is cursing this country and countries all over the world for being in false religions. If we're not 
uh, believing in him who cannot lie. Now, verse 6, but he who is descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. So, Jesus, or Melchizedek, was not uh, a descent, is not a descendant or counted from them the Levitical priesthood. He received, Jesus received, Melchizedek is the one and the same, received tithes of the father of faith, Abraham, and blessed him that had the promises. So he blessed uh, Abraham. I'll bless them that bless you, the Jews, and I'll curse them that curse you, the Jews. So it looks like they're going to win, but folks, there's going to be so many people killed by God uh, that are attacking the Jews that they won't be able to even count them. Verse 7, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed. In other words, Abraham, who is less, is blessed of the better, which is Christ. Okay, so um, we only have a minute or so here, and so we're going to read a letter or two if we can. And we'll take up this on tomorrow's message, Lord willing. Okay, where is the first letter from? From Worthing, West Sussex in the United Kingdom. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Lamo, I was really touched by some of your newsletters and a friend sent to me from Nigeria. Please send me an assortment of your newsletters and half a dozen copies of the Messiah and a white large t-shirt. Thanks and may God bless you and your ministry richly. Yours in Christ, Miss Rowena Osman from West Sussex, United Kingdom. Oh, praise the Lord. Do we have another one? Yes, from Accra, Ghana, Africa. He was here. Dear in Christ, Calvary greetings to you in the name of our guide, our Lord Jesus Christ, hoping you are all doing fine as we are doing here in Ghana. While the reason why I'm writing to you this letter is to say thank you very much for the literature and newsletters you sent to our ministry. And we started the distribution last week. And most people here always ask us, when will we come and give them Bibles to read? I have also made them known that all the resources that we are sharing or distributing are from your ministry. So I tell them I will contact you to see if it's possible that you can send them Bibles to read and oh, understand. absolutely, and Messiah books and literature. Okay, send them all. And then what else? So now I would like to plead with your ministry to help our distribution team with two boxes of Holy Bibles and more of your literature and newsletters for the distribution to the lost souls here. Well, you don't have to plead. All you got to do is just ask us. Then what? I can also tell you that more testimonies and miracles are happening after reading your literature and newsletters, and I hope they will have their personal Holy Bibles. They might get to know Jesus Christ better. I hope our request will be treated well, and may God richly bless you as you are willing to help me, yours in Christ, Mr. Abdulia from Ofankar, Accra, Ghana, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, it's time to pray now. And those of you that would like to go through the veil, you'd like the Lord to enter in to you as the high priest and the king of Salem, the king of peace, the king of righteousness, the one that's impossible to lie. You'll get all the blessings of the commonwealth of the kingdom of God by just saying to him this prayer. Now say it to him now for your own good. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program Number 699-699, it's absolutely free. Let us know whether you want a CD or audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, Tune in tomorrow for another true direction into heaven. And Lord, bless all of you with that knowledge and with the patience. Here's Ralph Carmichael's orchestra and choir. Ralph Carmichael conducting with How Great Thou Art.
Jesus.